What is up, everybody? We are back with another podcast. This one is after the win against the Pistons, 128-117. to The Timberwolves are on a three-game win streak right now. It feels phenomenal to do these podcasts like after every game. You know, I just I just love the feeling of doing one of these after a nice win, even though tonight, well, it was a little bit of a shaky win. We'll talk about that. We'll dive into it. It was a gritty win at the end for sure, and was definitely some drama. There was some, a lot of drama throughout the game. Um, we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about Carlton Towns making the All-Star game his third time, and I'll talk about Ant possibly could make it as an All-Star replacement, and I'll talk about some other Wolves-related things, but let's hop right in. From the get-go, I really thought this was going to be a pretty easy, you know, like 30-point win for the Wolves just with how we started. You know, it was, we, after that first Pistons timeout, was 9-2. to two. We were up by 7. Like, the Pistons really couldn't make a shot. Then we were, I mean, after, even when we called a timeout, we were still up 21-14. to 14. Then all of a sudden, the Pistons win the first quarter. Like, the bench played ugly minutes at the start. I, then I'll talk about how much better they got in that third quarter. Holy crap. But we just we had a pretty much of an ugly basketball game after the first six ish minutes of the first quarter, and then that ended around the middle of the third quarter. So I'd say we played a pretty sloppy half of basketball, and I guess you could say that a little bit of the fourth quarter wasn't too great either. But I mean, just from the get go, big reason why the Pistons were like kind of coming back was we were giving up way too many offensive rebounds. Isaiah Stewart was really you know, bullying Nas Reed in the paint when he was there. Nas Reed definitely needs to step up as a rebounder. He had two rebounds in 11 minutes tonight. I don't know why he's struggling with rebounds like that. He's not a weak dude. I don't think he's the strongest center, but he's bigger than Isaiah Stewart, like, size-wise, even though I think Isaiah Stewart's stronger than the guy. But I think that was, you know, costly. Isaiah Stewart's bullying through him. Um, And that was, you know... Not too great. And the Pistons had guys like Sadiq Bey hitting most of their shots from the outside for most of the game. Then they went on you know, a cold streak in that third quarter when our bench really started to play good, especially on the defensive end. Frank Jackson off the bench even had a phenomenal game. 25 points for that guy, 5-11 from three. That's not your ordinary game from Frank Jackson. I mean, he averages a solid 11 points per game. I'm sure it's not a good efficiency at all because... I mean, he's off the bench for the Pistons. Um, so he, he got a lot more points than his average tonight. We just couldn't contain him. Um, Trey Lyles had 13 off the bench. Jeremiah Grant had 20. I just... And, I mean, the big reason why we were kind of letting all this up, there was a lot of drama. You know, there there was a lot of missed calls, but our players got to stay more composed in a lot of these moments. Um, I thought Patch Belly was going to get thrown out. That first technical... I, I, I thought it was Beverly 100%. I had no clue Cat was the first person to yell at the ref. But when you watch the replay from a certain angle, you can tell the ref called the tech on Cat because he screamed foul before Beverly even got up. And, and then Beverly really quickly got up and started to argue. So the ref didn't even call the tech on Beverly, which was crazy because uh, then Beverly picked up a technical for like uh, swiping Sadiq Bey's arm away from him because Sadiq Bey kept putting his arm on Beverly's hip, which I don't know why he was doing that. Um, but Beverly did not like that, so he swiped his arm away. And then Anthony Edwards picks up a technical because he didn't get a call at the rim. I can't remember what that play looked like. I don't remember if it was a foul or not. I know Jim Peterson said that it was uh, a foul, and they missed that. But 
He also said that Ant should not be calling. I mean, just he shouldn't be doing that. And it makes sense. Like, we our guys just got to chill. We were letting that really get to our heads. Um, and it, it just wasn't good for the team. We were, and, and then we were trying to do away too much. We were playing really fast and just chucking up hard, bad shots. Um, and then we were, I mean, we closed out the half fine. A lot of that was due to Tori and Prince, who I want to talk extensively about today, who had a phenomenal game again, 23 points. I think that's back-to-back games with exactly 23 points. I believe he had 23 last game at least. Um, Cause he ended off that half with a buzzer beater, but the wolves, we gotta stay more composed. I was super happy though. I think the big reason why we started to come back was the fact that our starters mainly, I don't think our bench players had too much composure problems. It was just the starters because that's when the bad calls were really seeming to happen. Um, and that they were getting mad about. And then they, they started to cool down, uh, and Cat started to drive the rim more, and we got ahead. And then the bench guys came in and just started to whoop them, and that really was what led us to this win tonight. Both of our... I mean, coming into the season, this is what I would have called them, the shooters off the bench. Torin Prince and Malik Beasley. That's what I would characterize those guys as, and they really showed up to that name tonight. Torin Prince, 23 points, 6 rebounds, 8 of 13 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3. That is phenomenal. Malik Beasley, 18 points. Actually, Beasley, I, he had um, 20 family, family members, apparently, and probably some friends in there, too, that he bought tickets for for tonight's game. Those family members should be coming to every single game if he plays like this in front of them. My goodness. I, I really hope this can you know help Beasley. But he, had, uh, he was 4 or 5 from 3 also. It just felt so smooth when he was shooting. It just looked like himself from last year. He was coming off screens and hitting the shots that he normally does. His arc looked perfect. didn't look flat or anything. It looked like most of his misses seemed to be like way too low flat arcs. Um, he had a mixture of, you know, it was, it was a little higher today. just looked better. And he was making them, obviously. But props to those two dudes. They are insane reasons why we won this game today. They combined for 41 points, those two guys. And Prince, was he, he's the only one of the two that played over 20 minutes. Uh, but those two dudes, really hoping they trend up because that would be phenomenal, you know, just for their you know their, their play off the bench. But this is a stat for Torian Prince that I kind of want to bring up. Over his last 10 games, he's shooting 53 percent from three that is unreal that is phenomenal he's up to like 38 percent range on the season from three um 39 maybe even and he was down in the low 30s for a while so he's finally trending up there i mean that's just great news phenomenal game from Torian prince today but that number is insane 53 percent from three in his last 10 games that is what i love to see i'm sure malik beasley is hoping to trend up like that at some point here. Um, I think he's shooting around 35% in the season from three. Let me take a peek at Beasley's numbers in his last 10 games. I don't really think he's had a trend up like him. In Malik Beasley's last 10 games, he's shooting 32% from three. So yeah, that's worse than his season average, which is 34%. Um, but yeah, I, I hope today's definitely the start to a hot streak for Beasley. Before I go back and talk about any players, I just wanted to mention um, just kind of the defense tonight. I think that was just a big problem. 
like we're still like we're still somehow getting our fast break points and just creating the defense to turn into offense. I think we had twenty one points off of turnovers tonight, which is absurd. Like, and we had like eighteen in the first half. We didn't really get too many in the second half, um, but that's really where the defense was coming. And I'm confused to why we can't. Like, that's just the only thing we do on defense sometimes. Like, it's like I think we're the number one defense in transition, or not really in transition. And um, I think I think we're the number one defense in forcing turnovers and turning those into points. I don't know why we're not as good at other things, but I guess we just have the athletes to do that, and we got guys that can really read passing lanes well. Um, but the defense just seemed weak tonight. We were letting guys drive pretty easily. Um, sure, some more calls could have gone our way in the paint, and especially in the first half. I didn't think there was really many bad calls in the second half at all. Um, but in that first half, definitely could have done better. I mean, the whole game we could have done better. We were leaving up open threes in that fourth quarter. Oh my goodness, Frank, I think it was Frank Jackson who was nailed like two of them. Um, like, our on-ball defense has to get tougher, better. Carly, Carly Towns, by the way, he had two fantastic game ceiling blocks. If he doesn't block Sadiq Bay when he's cutting to the basket at the end there with like a minute left, and he, he probably made that shot and he would have bring it down to a three-point game, but no. Cat blocks it, and we win by 11. Like, that block had so much power to, to end that game. So that was definitely the defensive highlight. And then Cat got another block after that, his back-to-back blocks, who I think they were both on Sadiq Bey. Um, actually, maybe one was on Jeremiah Grant. I can't remember. One of them was on Jeremiah, and one was on Sadiq. That's what I'm. I can't, that's off the top of my head. But Carly Towns, I did a nice game. Not, mo- not extremely efficient. It's three-point shooting. Was gone again tonight. 0-4 from three. He was six of 15 from the field. Definitely need the three-point shooting back here soon. That's been gone for a while. Um, he was 6-11 from two, which is nice. But yeah, I'm just hoping Cat can find that shooting again. I feel like there's some other players too in the team that need to find their shooting, especially Ant. Speaking of Ant, I kind of want to talk about his knees. Like if you guys don't know, he uses these heat things on his knees the whole game. I mean, I hope the whole game when he's uh, subbed out, like these heating pads and like the, yeah, they're, I don't, they're like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but they just warm up his knees. Um, I, he, I know he's got some knee problems going on and he's like getting really snored knees. I think that's probably affecting his shot a lot because he puts a lot of legs into his shot now. Um, I'm hoping he can, you know, feel better soon when it comes to that. I mean, he didn't have the best game today either, even though he dropped 25. I mean, missing a layup like he did with, like, two minutes left in clutch time, maybe a little more minutes than that, maybe, like, three or four, actually. Um, but he did have, actually have a pretty clutch and one after that, so I got to give him credit for that. But he's had a – he's been on a shooting slump recently, um, rough three-game stretch for him. Hopefully he can come back on that Sunday game in front of a home crowd. Hopefully it's a packed home crowd on a Sunday afternoon. I would assume a lot of – Families, especially younger kids, would want to go to that game. That seems really accessible to them. Maybe even just D'Angelo Russell coming back could help him out, you know, with spacing, even though Ant's still missing some open looks. Um, but just maybe D'Angelo Russell being on the floor can help him too. But yeah, hopefully Ant can trend up soon. I'm feeling, you know, hopeful that he can make the All-Star game talking about him because... Draymond Green actually said on public TV that he's going to need a 
a replacement, and Adam Silver is going to choose that. So he's either going to choose Shea, Ant, or DeJounte Murray. I don't think there's really anybody else. Maybe Brian Ingram he choose from. And my gut is telling me that he's probably going to choose DeJounte Murray because he's maybe having the best season out of those guys. I think if it came down to voters, they would all choose Ant because he's on the better team and they just favor better teams. Um, I'm hoping he chooses Ant because he's more exciting than all of those players. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm sure he'll look at team records and he'll notice the Wolves are definitely better than all of those teams that the other players are on. So hopefully that comes into consideration. We'll see, though. But I'm hoping Ant can make it as a reserve. Before I talk about some more players off the bench, I just want to mention this funny thing that Dane Moore, a reporter, just tweeted. Uh, he told, uh, Ant, this is uh, what Anthony Edwards told the reporters. He told the reporters post game to hold off on the questions until he finishes his McDonald's order. <laughs> so he 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 paused the interview or you know delayed it so he could finish his McDonald's order on his phone. That's hilarious. Anthony Edwards is a true awesome character. Very glappy. Uh, I, I said happy wrong. I said glappy. Um, very very happy to have this guy on our team. But I want to talk about one more dude off the bench specifically, and that's Jordan McLaughlin. I did. I mean, I I've this is the third podcast in a row where I'm giving. I mean, yeah, this is the third podcast in a row where I'm giving this dude credit. I mean, he only had two points tonight, but eight assists off the bench. He led the team in assists. Beverly was second with eleven with seven. So, I mean, just I'm loving what I'm seeing from this guy. He's been playing really good in my opinion um for you know a lot better than his standards are for sure too at the same time had a very big clutch defensive play tonight we were up by like five at the point in the third quarter and we really had a lot of momentum and then cat missed a shot and then or maybe cat got the ball taken away from him and then mclaughlin just with his 511 self sneaks under the the dribbler kelly olenic and takes it away i mean he's been playing good basketball he was a plus 19 in the third quarter minutes he played tonight. His bench shooting has been phenomenal over the last few games when he's been on the court with them. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I gotta give props to Jordan McLaughlin again. He's been playing a lot, and I heard from Chris Finch that he's gonna be potentially even staying in the rotation when DeAndre Russell returns. And with how he's playing right now, I'm not even mad about that. I think off the bench, it makes sense right now. Um,. And, I mean, he's a good option right now, for sure, without DeAndre Russell, who I'm hoping the guy can return soon. My theory on why he didn't play tonight, because I, I think he's getting healthy. I think if it was the playoffs, game one, he needed to play, he would be able to play. But I think they're just really load-managing him right now and just really not risking injury with him because maybe he's not fully 100% yet, but he's, you know, available to play. Because I saw... Nas Reed on Instagram posted a picture on a story of the whole team working out in this workout facility, and D'Lo was running the treadmill. Um, so, I, I mean, it's, he's able to run on it, and I'm assuming he's able to run without discomfort because I know he would not be running without discomfort. Um, so I'm feeling good that he's feeling a lot better. I don't expect him to play on Sunday, again, because I do feel like the Wolves are be like, this dude gets injured way too much we got to make sure he's absolutely 100% before he returns because one bad step on a little bit of a hurt ankle and he could be out for another month so I think that's what they're trying to do with the guy being cautious and it makes sense because these are games that we should really be winning tonight today was a little bit of a scare to say the least um but yeah it was 
I mean, I guess we didn't really need him as much as... I mean, yeah, we, we did need him. We needed D'Lo today. We need the playmaking, for sure. The playmaking was bad. Um, Beverly did as much as he could. Cat did as much as he could. But it wasn't enough. We needed we D'Lo out there. Um, that was the big thing, I felt like. Um, but I hope that dude can return soon. All right, enough about that game. I think it's time to talk about Carl Anthony Towns making the All-Star game. And this was announced at 6 today. They... Uh, on TNT, they had all these envelopes, and they were whipping out names. And Carly Towns was the last name called. I mean, I was getting worried. I knew the dude was going to make it, but I was like, why did they save this dude's name for last? Why couldn't they have announced him earlier? That was kind of weird, but he made it. He will be on the All-Star team. That game is being played February 20th, by the way. Um, again, Anthony Edwards has a potential opportunity to make it. Maybe even a second opportunity because it's definitely not impossible for another player on the West team to get hurt. If that does happen, I think he'll 100% make it. Um, we'll see what happens. If if it's just Draymond that needs a replacement, then his chances obviously aren't as likely, but it's still looking okay that he can potentially make in the All-Star game right now. Um, but Carlton Towns, congrats. He definitely deserved it. I thought he deserved to be a starter over Andrew Wiggins. Him or Rudy Gobert definitely deserved it over Wiggins. Um, was really confused when he got that. That was definitely a lot of the fan voting coming in and giving him a lot too much credit. I mean, Cat. I mean, yeah, yeah. Cat's been having a better year than him for sure. Wiggins averaging 18 points, four boards, and two assists a game compared to Cat's 24 points, nine boards, four assists a game. So, I'm, I'm in. I'm feeling good about it. It's just the fact that the Warriors are a lot better. And I just, that's what I hate about it all. So based off of that, I would hope Ant can make it because he's a lot, he's on a better team than other, all the other remaining people um, that could be picked for this Draymond Green award. But nonetheless, Cat, I mean, yeah, Cat made the All-Star game. Hoping to see a lot of minutes from him. At least like 15 would be pretty nice. Um, I don't think he'll really be in a position to win All-Star game MVP because of him not being a starter. Usually that just goes to one of the starters. I don't remember the last time a bench All-Stars won the All-Star MVP. Because if you win it this year, it's like an insane trophy that they're now calling the Kobe Bryant trophy, which is pretty cool. It's massive. And the Rising Stars one that Ant could be winning looks really cool too. I think there's a good chance he could be taking that one home. Him and Lamella Ball will be the favorites to win that probably. Um, but congrats to Cat, third All-Star. He would be at about five right now. If it wasn't for his wrist injury in that 1920 season, um, and then last year he had a big COVID thing, so yeah, I mean he would be a five-out time all-star right now, but instead of, he's a three-time because those two things happened. Um, but by the end of his career, I think he'd get up to like 10 all-star games, so that's that's pretty that's a pretty good career. I, I definitely think he'll make it at least seven more times, so that would mean. He's in around 33, around the last time he makes it. But he can maybe even make it more as long as he doesn't really decline. Um, but congrats, Cat. Props to you. Hoping I can make it now. And that about wraps up this podcast. We got the Pistons in an afternoon game on Sunday because we have two full days off now. Happy about that. This gives more time for D'Lo to rest. Hopefully I can get his knees back in some you know time here. And I'll see you guys next podcast. Peace.